I want to praise God for everything that He did in our life, especially in the last 20 years. Our story with the ministry that God put in our hearts started 20 years ago. And it's so great to be in this morning together with you. Uh, this year, we decided that we have a small celebration of God's faithfulness in our life in the last 20 years. And part of this celebration are also you. About nine years ago, I visit first time, we visit uh, myself and my wife, uh, your church, your community. At that time, together with Broken Walls, we've been also in the tour in the United States to raise the support to buy our main uh, facility. Till that, we rented that facility. And uh, God been very, very faithful with us. And uh, also, thank you very much that uh, you've been part of His faithfulness as you've been faithful to the calling that God given to you related to us. Part of the support for buying that facility comes also from your congregation. And we really want to thank God for you. And also want to, tell, uh, to thank God for everything that He did in our life. Uh, we try to put our history of 20 years in one minute and a half. We make a short uh, movie, a short presentation movie, one minute and a half. I'm going to start with this one. And after I just explain a little bit more, as I understood, we have sometimes in some location, I have only 10 minutes. And uh, it's good that we have a little bit more time here. And uh, I really want this time to be an encouragement for everyone. I'm just thinking, uh, in November, I turned 40. And my mom, I'm the number 10 in my family, the youngest one. My mom, he's 82 now. And he said, Cornelio, until now you went up. From now you will go down. He was thinking, he was thinking to my age. And I didn't enjoy very much. I didn't like it. I like to go up. And uh, I know physically, as we look back in our history, as a personal life, um, we would like, physically, even physically, I, I still like to go up. But praise the Lord. Even if our body, as she said, yes, maybe God will give us eight years, maybe more. It's possible with our body to start to go down. I could see some of the things in my body that goes back, it goes down. But praise the Lord. We could go up and up and up in the spirit. We could go up and up in serving Him. We could go up and up till the day that He will complete His work in us. Uh, and praise the Lord that our life will not finish when we finish this life here. And everything that we did for Him, every obedient life, every moment when we choose to be obedient to Him, in one day will be reward. Uh, I'm going to go to this uh, short presentation. After that, I will explain you a little bit, and also we have another short film of three minutes and a half that will give a little bit more details. Uh, anyway, if you have questions at the end of this presentation, please don't hesitate to put to us. Uh, it's been hard for us to try to put very short all this, our history. I've been born under the communist system, and in Romania was one of the strongest dictators we have in Eastern Europe. His name was Ceausescu. I remember since I was my daughter age, she's uh, eight years old, I'm here with Diana, my wife, uh, Lois, uh, eight years old, and Mark, five years old. Since I was her age, that was my life in Romania, 
we used to, I used to spend for eight, for nine, to 16 when the revolution come, maybe three and a half, four hours every day staying on queues. It becomes so bad in our country, I could image some of what happening now after even more 25 years of communism in North Korea. I could tell you just a brief history from our country. I will spend uh, three to four hours every day to stay on a queue. That was my children's experience and teenager experience. To stay on a queue for toilet paper. Used to spend one hour and a half in the line to arrive to buy two rolls of toilet paper. And from that was simple, detergent. For detergent usually it was a longer queue, four hours. For one kilo of meat or two kilo of meat, you're supposed to stay sometime two, three hours. For two liters of milk, we used to wake up three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning to stay there and we had to wake up three or four brothers. By the time we arrive at the door to buy two liters of milk per person to be able to buy six to eight liters of milk. That was our experience. When I share now with our kids, pretty much now it's changed very much. Uh, they didn't have to stay on the queue now. But... Uh, also, during all this time, what the communist system what to do in Romania was like this. Before they come in Romania, Romania being the basket of Europe. Slowly and slowly, now after the revolution, slowly and slowly, God bless us, also ag agriculture, and we start to export now products in Europe. But what the communist system did in Romania was destroying all the private properties, and also... They did an experiment on us. Actually, this was, I grew up in the kindergarten and after in the school system, telling us that we will create a new man. And they really wanted to create a new humankind, a new man, but they said, without God. They take God out of the story. All the evolutionist teaching was there from Darwin and also from others. And what they tried to do was trying to brainwash the people's mind and says, you will be a new creation in a new system, communist system, without God. And uh, they said even by the time the 2000 will come, will be no any Bible in Romania anymore. No any churches in Romania because we don't need this kind of old-fashioned beliefs. Praise the Lord, by 2000, we've been 10 years after the revolution. God allowed this system to function. Praise the Lord, even during this system, He was very faithful to raise families, to raise churches. I was raised up, raised up in a Baptist church. My father was a lay preacher, bold one. He served the Lord for 15 years, preaching the gospel. And He gave this heritage to us. I was just thinking in the evening, I will be in the afternoon, I will be in the Romanian church in San Antonio. And the, the leader there, which is friend with us, he said, can you bring, please bring a message of, uh, for the Father's Day? And I was just uh, preparing a message, what heritage you leave behind. And once again, that message touched my life. What heritage I receive from my father and what heritage we're going to leave to our kids. And uh, as we celebrate 20 years of ministry today, 
this year, I was just thinking how blessed could be our kids and also the kids that we work with because, because God brings in Romania also the freedom. Uh, 25 years ago was the revolution in Romania. It was a, a little bit bloody, maybe the bloodiest revolution in Eastern Europe. A good number of people was killed on the streets. And finally, we got the freedom. I remember in the day that our dictator was shot, was the Christmas time in 1989. And I was, I was 16 years old. Um, I was hugging one of my brother and said, we have the freedom now. And uh, what happened after that, God opened a very large door to bring the gospel outside of the church walls. One of the instruments of the communist system was to keep us and to lock us. They allow us to worship as a Baptist, as a Baptist congregation, Pentecostal and Brotherly. Three of the congregations been allowed to function during the communist time. But it says you are allowed to function only in inside of the church walls. After that, we had the freedom, and that was the calling God given to me, to go on the street to meet the children of Romania. 89% of Romania are Orthodox, Greek Orthodox. Now, what means to be a Greek Orthodox? To go to church when you are born, after you are born for baptism, to go to church when you are married, for the marriage ceremony, and to go to church when you are buried. And has to be buried close with the church building because it's the holiest place. And you will be the one that you resurrect first when the Jesus comes second time. A very wrong theology. Anyway, uh, they, are, they are our uh, mission field. Majority of the Orthodox children of Romania. We got that freedom. We could go in the street. We start in 94. And uh, 94 in spring, uh, God opened the door for us to start to meet those kids. And uh, slowly, slowly, God bless a good number of the young people from our congregation, from the other congregation uh, around, around our church. And uh, we increase in the evangelistic events and also in the Bible clubs. At one point, after eight years of ministry, we had about 1,200 children in 34 Bible clubs every week. That was our main ministry in the beginning, and this is our main ministry today. We have everyday Bible clubs, and now all these children grow. They are youth, teenager, parents, some of them. And uh, as God allow us to extend into building His kingdom, to bring the gospel to the kids, slowly, slowly, we realize also their other needs. In 95, we start to do camps. For many of these kids, uh, our primary calling was to the poor neighborhoods of Hunedoara. After that, we move also in the better areas of our town, of our community. We extend in the county, uh, in Hunedoara County. And it uh, was a big, big blessing when we managed to bring some of them in the camp. This year will be the 10th year on the camps. With God's blessing, we have now a beautiful camp center. It's called House of Grace. And uh, we celebrate also His faithfulness during the years that many of these children, teenagers, youth, family could come to the Lord during the Bible clubs, during the, the, the camp ministry. 
This year will be about in between 450 up to 500 children, teenagers and youth who will come in our uh, 12 camps in the summer. Actually, right now is running a camp too. And uh, after that, when we visit the families of the kids to invite them to come in a camp and to ask permission to sign for the permission for them to come in a camp, was one other need that we discovered. Some of these kids were visiting, they've been struggling, and some of them eating once a day. I just tell you one very little story that happens with one of the family we'll put in the second movie, second presentation. We did a summer evangelist event to a gypsy community, maybe the poorest community in our town, at the extremity of the town, at the periphery of the town. After this summer events, majority gypsy kids, about 45, 50 kids, uh, we come home towards our place and pass one of the children's families. There's eight kids in that family. And uh, it was five o'clock in the afternoon. The mother come, usually the mom and the father went on the ruins of the steel factory that been in our town, a huge steel factory. And they collect scrap steel just enough in the end of the day, four or five o'clock, to sell it and to provide the food for the kids. When she come home, in front of her house, we also met together. And I realized, and I saw something that I never saw, even I was quite around the poverty in Romania. It was the mom coming home, and she has three children, the youngest children from this eight. It was six months and a half, one year and a half, two years and a half. In five minutes, she breastfeed the oldest three. We gave her some money. We had some money for, the, for, the, for their family. And she said, I'm very sorry. I need to run in the town. I couldn't collect any scraps till today. I couldn't find any. I need to go to buy some uh, food for the kids. We realized it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and those kids didn't eat on that day. Now, since this situation appeared in front of us, it's been our prayer, and God put the burden since '96 to develop like the Bethlehem Center community is. A place that we can help those kids, not only teaching them Bible, but answering to their practical needs. After four years, just before we came here, we managed to move this family for a very poor place into an apartment in the middle of the town, in, in, in the town, close to our Bethlehem Center, we managed to put all these kids, some of them in school, some of them in our kindergarten, to put them in our um, uh, daycare center. We have a daycare center. During the years, God bless us in this place and also in a new place we have, Battle Complex, to serve these kids that come regularly to our Bible clubs, kids, teenagers, and youth. And we open about nine social programs to help them in their practical needs. According with uh, their needs, and as God allow us to develop this, we start a feeding program. Actually, before that, it was an illiteracy program. When the kids come to our Bible clubs, we realized that some of them couldn't read and write. And we said, what we can do for them to help them? Start an illiteracy club, illiterate, illiteracy class. We start with them. In two years, we finish with the illiterate. And after, we said, how we can help them? We realized some of them, because they didn't do a kindergarten program, when they go to school, they are left behind, and they are in danger to drop the school. And God allowed us to start a Bread of Life program, help them with the homework, 
put them in the feeding program. Praise the Lord. Today we serve about every day in an average 80 portion for those kids. We choose the poorest kids who come to our Bible clubs. They are also in the feeding program. Uh, about 50 are on a daycare program. We help them with the homework. Uh, we also put in the center a sports room, uh, a Christian library, a shower and laundry facility, and uh, also a sewing class for the teenagers and for mother of the kids, helping them to get uh, uh, skills enough to be able to be employed. And as the years went, slowly, slowly, God allowed us to develop all those nine social programs. In the last four years, God uh, allowed us to extend, to have a new building. And in this new building, we are building now, slowly, slowly, a self-support program. A number of, we have now three charity stores. And uh, also, uh, we are quite close we hope that in three months we will be able to open a medical clinic, three stomatologies place, and also another four or five medical rooms. And to help those kids also in their, uh, in their needs. And also it's part of our self-support program. Our dream is we are now about 50%, 55% self-supporting all our needs through our programs, like thrift stores and also uh, kindergarten, part of the kindergarten, the kids, some of the kids are paying for this, for this uh, uh, service. And uh, with God's faithfulness, we aim that slowly, slowly in the future to be able to self-support our basic programs. Also, as we work with the kids, we realize some of them being very marginalized because of their handicaps. It was about 10 years ago when God put also burden in our life for people with disability. And uh, we start to run Mosaic. That's a project for people with disability. And uh, he's faithful. We are looking for now for the opportunity to have a new place where we could build a daycare center also for people with disability. And uh, as we look back to the 20 years of his faithfulness, we know that he will be faithful in the future. And we are looking for now to his will and his plan for our life. And uh, thank you very much for that you being a blessing for us, being part with us in this history. And we want to encourage you to continue to be a blessing for us and a blessing for this ministry. And uh, we also are very thankful to God for Matt, for Tabitha, as they join us in, in our effort. This was 13 years ago we first met. And uh, we are rejoicing in the Lord that He prepared for us the good acts that we will walk on those good acts. And in one day, we will rejoice of His faithfulness in our life. May God bless you also. Uh, and we encourage you, as God speaks to you, to continue to be part with us in writing His story for our life, for your life, and also for these children and family life. Amen. Now, if I have questions. Thank you, Camille. Thank you to Lord. The good opportunity is that the, the new building that you saw, the Bethel complex. complex, on the third floor is going to be a dental and medical clinic. 
And to complete that, this time is going to require another $15,000. And we have had, we were given a, a, a nice gift last year where we set aside, we didn't really know where the Lord wanted to use that. And what we'd like to do is we would like to complement some of our gift with additional gifting, so matching funds situation. And we were already advanced the $7,500 for the continuation of the crew to keep working while Cornelia is here. And we're just asking you to be in prayer that we could raise the additional $7,500 and more possibly for other things that are going on in uh, Cornelia's ministry this year and ongoing. So that's where we're at, and um, we'll open up for questions, I think. Yeah. Please, though. Don't be so excited. You all jump at one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, a man is that's correct. Yes. We have some information here. I know you have some, a number of pamphlets here. I have some information here with just some cards with our information on the on the back side, our objectives and our mailing address and email address. And then there's also three uh, books there that have some pictures of what we've been doing. So if somebody wanted to contribute a check, they'd lay it out the broken walls in the back. That's correct. And designate it then for Bethel. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's been, what's it been, nine or ten years since you've been here? We were here together. We were here in nine. 2005. I guess that's nine years, isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, I'm looking at the pictures and the poverty is still there? But do you feel like you could say that you got, and, and I, I listen and I can see in your faces that God is working, but do you feel like in those ten years, you could really uh, quantify the Lord's work and what's been going on because we we haven't we haven't kept up and, and so you know it, it almost looks if you were just looking at the pictures today they look like the same pictures from ten years ago but I know that God's working because I can see it in your face but I just would love to hear you say. Yeah, it's amazing to look back each year and say, "Look at what the Lord has done." Look, and we see the new building. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, of, I was thinking about my buddy David Dreyer over there because we were actually contemplating going and working, and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to hear you say, "Yes, God is working," and we have seen ten years of progress for God's glory. Without question, um, we were able to finance the purchase. The center mm-hmm. in 2005. Six in 2006. And um, then we, we went through a little bit of tension between Cornelia and I with respect to you know, our objectives and where we go on the same path. Continuing as I come back, I see God's hand in what Cornelia is doing. Mm-hmm. And I can't say He's not doing things. Cornelia's being obedient to the Lord. And the Lord's at work far greater than what I can say. And without any question in my mind, I see his hand at work, not only in just the physical infrastructures that are going on in that community, but in the lives that he's touching. And last week, Cornelia and I were together, and he was sharing how some of the youth, you know, some of the kids that were like, the younger children's ages here are now grown and through those Bible clubs they're in Greece they're in Spain 
they're in Europe. Europe, different places, sharing the gospel. They've got what it takes to live, and they've moved on. So without question, I see, and, and the part, I mean, I don't know how Cornelius does. I know how he does it, because he only does it because the Lord brings the increase. But I am so impressed and so pleased with how God is at work in that community through what I see happening at the center. Yes, sir. I will also, I will also like, like to answer very quick this. For example, we start in micro seven. Our town is divided in micro units. And one of the poorest places was micro seven, micro six, micro five, and the Riverside community. Uh, God bless us to build our first facility, Bethlehem Center in Micro 7. And we could see now, in the last, we had maybe only one picture now from one big family from the flat. That's a flats area. Uh, we could see the change on that area during the years. We extend the second building is Micro 6, also a poor community. But the last images we put, it's at the riverside. This is a new community that allows us to extend because we saw the bigger poverty there. If you had time, if you look a little bit to our websites, in some other presentation movie you also saw in Micro 7, what I could tell you is, during these years, God allowed us to equip about 150 leaders, maybe more than 50, being children being born again in the Bible clubs, and they become junior leaders. Leaders In the summer comes, in those these 13, 13 comes, will have about 120 leaders. A good majority of them become to the Lord and been saved uh, during these years, and they are involved in the ministry. Also, what Matt says, it been in 2001 when we got the freedom to go in Europe, to travel in Europe. That was the moment when we lost, in one year, one year and a half, half of our leaders, we lost them from the ministry local there, but they had the freedom to go all over in Europe. And now we have some of the leaders that we've been training and working with in the children's ministry, starting with Turkey. We have one girl. She got married with a Turkish guy, and she worked to a radio, Christian radio, underground Christian radio, bringing the gospel in Turkey. Another lady is in, in, in uh, Greece, in Athens, and she's working with older teenagers and youth girls that are involved in prostitution. It's a big problem in Eastern Europe, and it's a lot of this kind of problem and she's involving there and after from Greece it's a missionary in Bulgaria as you move forward we have in Portugal just a month ago one of the leaders that been our first employee he's now established for 15 years in Portugal and he's leading a national children ministry in the Romanian network in Portugal and he came and said I want to come I came in Romania I want to train myself and because I'm training the leaders the Romanian leaders we could see a change in our life and we could see a change in other people's life. I was in a Paris uh, passing uh, every Christmas before Christmas. It's a big effort. Last year we've been collecting 14,000 shoeboxes to give to those poor children and also in the county of Hunedoara. Uh, we want to touch every poor child from orphanage, street orphanage, a street child, uh, uh, setting families like also private orphanages like is the broken was two, two of them and uh, when I come back to I spoke to Paris a little bit it's one of the leaders we have he's leading the children ministry and also the 
music ministry in the Romanian church in Paris. It been an extension, maybe three million and a half Romanians are living now outside of Romania. Maybe two million and a half been moved in the last 25 years. Now, in this, a good part of the leaders that we lost them, but it's not the loss for the kingdom. That's also a change. We're going to visit uh, in two weeks. It's one of the leaders in Canada, in the Romanian church. And he's there. It's been like it was in my life. I dream as a teenager child to go outside of Unedoara, to go outside of Romania. Actually, I was on the border, hiding in the roof of the train, trying to go outside of Romania in a Western world. When God said, I wanted to come back. I wanted to serve in Romania. And uh, that's amazing how God changed my life and also other people's life to work with these people and to see. Now, this community with the poor houses, we just found them about three years ago, four years ago. And uh, they are still poor people, but we could see a lot of change where we start the beginning. And like in this community, it's about 25 families. <laughs> One of them is in a big change right now. They left in a simple room house, eight children and two parents, and now they are moving a new apartment. All of them are coming to the Sunday school, are coming to the church, are coming to the Bible clubs. Uh, when we did last filming, uh, it was after a Bible club meeting, and I saw six of them going from the Bible club 100 meters to their home. That's a change. It's a change for them. It's a change for their life. We also, God allow us to plant three churches from children ministry. The church I'm serving now, Bethlehem uh, Church, uh, uh, it's also being formed during this children ministry. We also have a mission in south of Romania where it's very dry in the churches. It's being planted church there. And last year, next to us, after 20 years of children ministry in a village without any evangelical witness, it's being planted another church. We also could see uh, as a result in new, planting, in new church planting, uh, uh, the God, God faithfulness in God's work. You know, you said you saw the pictures where it doesn't look like there's change. In, in I, this past April, two months ago, I was there, and it hit me again. I hadn't been there three and a half years. This past year, I couldn't go because of medical reasons. But So it had been a long time since I'd been there. But when I came back there, I was shocked again to see how little change in the physical structures. So little change as far as making it or being able for families and children to have a better life. It's, it's, it's overwhelming to see. But in that also we have the opportunity because we know that there's only one hope. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. He's our Redeemer. He's our only hope. And so... The poverty and those kind of conditions might be severe, but also that gives us the opportunity to share the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, this is a self-serving question, but tell me about the music program. What's, what's, the, what's the goal and the scope of the music program? The we start with the children choir, and uh, now in the last year and a half, uh, actually in the last half of the year, we wanted for a year and a half, but we managed to buy about ten violins and also some other guitars. And uh, we start the orchestra, and we have about 15 to 60 now, and it's increasing. It's increasing. But we are, we are rejoicing to have this. And also another change was 
we have now 37 members in our church. More than 25 been baptized because of the children ministry and some of them parents of the kid. We have one lady now, we're still praying for the father. After six years of her daughter coming to daycare program, uh, we baptized her last year. She said, she spoke with her daughter. It's now 12 years old. She started to come when she was five. And she said, I really want what you have myself to have. Did they have a program for adults there mm-hmm. at the center? And I said, yes, they have a church. She come, she got baptized, and she said, I found the peace. Mm-hmm. Now the father come together. He's not he's ready to be baptized yet, but they are coming every week. <coughs> All the family, two children. What's the father's name? Um, then I have to... Petre, Petre, Peter, 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 Peter. He also has cancer for a period of time. And uh, we are praying for him. God extend his life. And uh, it's, it's quite sick, but we are praying for him before he dies. It's about, he's in his 55, 55, 45 years old. The father. 